Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Zylia Burroughs, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. Zylia directs the marketing programs of all CVG investment partner firms. That's Charette Venture Group. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a couple of minutes for anybody who doesn't know what CVG is. As a marketing and communications strategist with more than 18 years of experience, Zaylia previously ran her own consulting business that helped innovative firms increase their revenue and visibility. She also served as a marketing manager at two prominent architecture firms in Portland, Oregon, and as a pro uh, programs director at Portland chapter of the American Institute of Architects. Zaylia graduated with a BA in English literature from New York University, NYU, uh, and she's Location independent. <laughs> that means she lives and works wherever she wants as she travels the world. And if you want to hear more about that, it's a fascinating, fascinating story. Go back to episode 273. We had her on years ago <laughs> and we talked about that. We talked just about location independence. And so you should go back to episode 273 if you're interested in that story. Um, more recently, Zylia was also here with her team with CVG talking about uh, 10 Lessons Learned from Branding Small Firm Architects. Uh, that's episode 383. That's that's sort of like a lesson in branding. Uh, and so you should go back to episode 383 and learn there as well. While we were doing that, Zaylia, um, first of all, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited. While we were talking in episode 383, you talked a little bit about mission statements. Um, and you and I love mission statements. I, I love like the, the dreaming part of business planning. So I love the mission statement and I love vision statements and the creation of those, those statements. And I'm passionate about them, that they're, they're really important. And I think a lot of architects, and not only architects, but small businesses in general, sort of don't really understand the value of those. And so um, I want to talk about that today. But before we do that, I want you to just share a little bit about you. Um, they can go back to your origin story in the other episodes, but I'd like to just set some context so people know who you are and what you do. And then also share a little bit about CVG and what CVG does, just so they understand what CVG is. Uh, and then we'll dive into mission statements. Sound good? Yes. All right. Thank you. Yes. So I have been working with architects for about 13 years in different capacities. And um, yeah, I've been with CVG for more than two years now. And while working with our 22 investment partners now, we've, we've grown a lot since wow. I started even. Um, so while working with our 22 partners, um, a lot of times when we have a new firm come on to our team, um, a lot of times they either don't have a strong mission statement or they haven't looked at it in a long time. You know, maybe they threw something together when they first started, which right. was usually five or 10 years ago. And I just, over the last couple of years working with all these firms, I just have started really loving um, helping them craft and develop and, you know, write these mission statements. But I think the most fun thing for me is really helping them do that kind of soul searching process because it's yeah. bigger than just writing a paragraph about what your firm does. You know, I think it actually, if you do it right, it can be a really powerful um, like I said, soul searching exercise for firms and for founders to get back in touch with why they started their own firm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much more than a bunch of feel good words that you sort of develop early on because you're supposed to, and then lock them up in your file cabinet and say, yeah, I have a mission statement. It's in that file cabinet over there. Um, it is, it's really important and it's really a critical first step in in developing a business, to understanding what that business is for, why you're doing it, um, and and even if you have been in business for a long time, it is something that you, if you haven't done it, you should do it. It will help you. Um, but like like you said, Zylia, it, if you've done it and you haven't looked at it in a while, you should pull it out and look at it again because we're going to talk about why it's important. Um, first of all, what is it and why it's important, and and then we're going to in this episode give you sort of a step by step how to. And so this will be a place where you can come back and say, okay, how do we develop a mission statement that really is going to benefit us as business people? This is the episode that you can come back to. So um, why don't we start off, Zylia, with what is a mission statement? What is it? Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, there are lots of ways to describe a mission statement. The way I like to describe it is that it's an articulation of your firm's purpose, values, and simply what you do. You know, it should involve the who, what, why, where, and how, but I like to also make sure there's emphasis on the why. <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone listening is a fan of Simon Sinek, like yep. myself. I actually met him a couple years ago. Oh, cool. Very small talks in New York. It was very exciting. Um, and I've also taken some online courses that he's offered during the pandemic. And um, I just really love that idea of, you know, starting with why. And so 
you know, I think regular mission statements can cover the who, what, why, where, and how, um, and give them equal emphasis. But I really think that making sure the why is strongly articulated can set your mission statement apart and just elevate it. Yeah, 100% agree. That's exactly what I teach as well. And that's what I focus on because with Entree Architect, I, because small firms, as you know, because you work with small firms every day, um, it it is a, we're busy, right? We have, we're wearing so many hats. We're doing so many different roles and so many different responsibilities. I try to keep everything as simple as possible. And so when I talk about mission statements, I always talk about it as the why, right? The vision is like, your big idea, it's your dream, it's where you want it to be someday, right? And then your mission statement is why, why do you want it to be that? And, and you used a very important word, purpose. What's the purpose mm-hmm. of, of your business? Why did you even launch it in the first place? What do you wanna do with it? What do you, how do you wanna affect the world with that firm? Exactly, because so many of the small firms we work with, they're very experienced design professionals. And a lot of them have worked for really big firms, really prominent firms. And at some point along the way, they made a choice. They made a choice to start their own firm, which as you know, Mark, and all your listeners can understand, it's not the easiest route to take. Right. <laughs> I think yes, it's easier. You're it's getting easier a lot of head nods right now. From- firm and make decent money year after year, you know, being part of a bigger team. Yep. Going off on your own and starting your own business and building a team and learning all the ins and outs of business and finance and hiring and firing and all of these things that you don't think you're going to get into when you go to architecture school. You know, yeah. it's, it's very challenging. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why we like yeah. to come in, come in and help at that point. <laughs> exactly. So why don't, why don't you just pause it really quickly on and share a little bit about CVG and what you do at CVG, what, what your role is at CVG, but also what CVG is and how you help mm. small firms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll start by explaining what CVG does. Um, so Shred Venture Group, we have a really unique business model where we, in our mission statement, it's actually just one, one phrase, is we make small architecture firms become better businesses. Um, and that is a little bit vague, but it's because we do so much, right. <laughs> we do so many various things to help small firms. So, um, you know, we do everything from helping small firms with all the things I kind of mentioned already, actually, all the things that are very difficult that you don't learn in architecture school. So we come in and we help, um, fill the gaps, you know, with a small firm, you don't have the resources to have a CFO and a business manager and an in-house full-time accountant and a marketing director and a social media expert, you know, I mean, as you know, if you're a team of five, you you simply can't have those resources. Um, So that's what we do. We come in and we fill, we fill those gaps. We fill those voids. So we offer um, financial help. We offer bookkeeping. We offer um, operational advice and consulting. Um, We help people with um, recruitments and searches for the best talent nationwide. Um, and then we also help with business development advising and all aspects of marketing, which is what I personally help with, um, as director of marketing at CVG, um, I'm essentially a marketing director for all 22 of our firms and growing. Um, and so, as you know, um, under that marketing umbrella, you know, we do everything from PR, um, social media, writing, social media, posting, 
Um, we do rebrands, as you know, <laughs> yep. um, rebrands, we do websites, we do website updates in Squarespace primarily, um, blog writing, content marketing, um, advice on proposals, advice on, you know, photo curation for award submissions, literally anything you can think of under um, marketing and business yeah. development. Um, so and you're probably, you're probably best known uh, for investing in firms, becoming investment partners with firms. And, and, but recently, uh, in the last year or two, you've mm -hmm. launched services. So, so now it's not, you don't have to only invest and that's a great opportunity actually. And people are probably getting sick of me saying this, but Entree Architect was CVG's first investment um, years and years ago. And so I mm -hmm. endorse it. It's a great service. It's, it's what helped us grow Entree Architect into what it is today. Um, and so the, that investment is there. And lots of those services that you just described are part of those investment uh, partnerships. But then if you just need help in bookkeeping or you just need help in marketing, mm -hmm. now CVG has also offered services where you can go and talk to them and they'll help you do those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Mark. Yeah, in the last year, um, we have opened our, our offerings a little bit more. So we do offer um, some one-off services um, in addition to the longer partnerships that are completely holistic and cover all the things I mentioned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can really help most small firms in, in so many different ways. So yeah. Um, allies and friends. So definitely go check them out. Uh, charettevg.com. Um, all right. So back to mission statements. So we talked about what it is. Why is it so important? Why do you think that it's more than just a bunch of feel good words that sort of define our purpose, but why is it really important to do it? And then how do we you know, let's start with that. Why is it so important? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's actually a two-pronged approach uh, from my perspective. I think that it helps internally, and I think it can help externally. So internally, I think that a mission statement for your firm can be a really good um, way to formalize your purpose, as we mentioned before, um, and also your design philosophy. So, you know, the founder might be clear on why they started their own business and they didn't just take the easier route working for <laughs> an established firm. Um, but maybe some of the staff they've taken on over the last five or 10 years they've been in business, maybe they're not aware of the purpose or intention behind the founding of this firm. And so internally, I think it can really help um, just solidify the purpose and also get all the team members on the same page, whether or not they were part of the founding. Right. 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 So it's, it's like the shared, shared purpose. It can really set the grounds for shared purpose with the whole yeah. team. And I think that's really important because, um, I mean, lately we've seen, it's been really hard for, um, some of our firms for recruitment because there's a lot of competition right now. And, um, you know, I'm realizing more and more that keeping really good talent is essential. And I think part of keeping really good talent and attracting talent is having those shared values and, um, you know, just really all being clear on the purpose and intention yeah. and the goals of the firm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a communication tool, 
right? So once you develop mm-hmm. it, and if you develop it well, and it really and it really defines who you are and and why you, you're doing what you're doing, it becomes a communication tool for many different things. It becomes a communication tool for marketing. It mm-hmm. becomes a communication tool for branding. Like you said, it's part of the culture of the firm, right? It, it sort of solidifies who we are and the people who work for you now have this thing. This is who we are and why we're doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also often say that it's a great decision-making tool, right? That you have this thing. This is why we do what we do. And so when that big, great opportunity comes along, you can look at your mission state and say, does that great opportunity match our mission, right? Does it, is it going to strengthen our mission? Is it going to help us get closer to our vision? And if not, should we pursue it? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes that's a great opportunity, right? And you rewrite your mission statement. You rewrite and you pivot and you go in that direction. But more often, you say, no, that mission statement is really important. And that great opportunity is a great opportunity, but it, it will may derail us from going where we want to ultimately go. And maybe it's a short-term goal, short-term opportunity that will take us in a direction that we don't ultimately want to go. And so that mission statement really is a great tool to say, I, I it's a check, right? Mm-hmm. Does it meet our mission? If not, nope. I'm going to keep moving forward and it'll give you strength and courage to say no to that amazing opportunity. I think that is the pinnacle of what a good mission statement can do. Definitely. Yeah. So let's talk about how to do it. How, <laughs> sure. how, how do we do that? How, how do, where do we start? Where do we start in this process, whether you're starting a new firm or whether you're pulling out the old mission statement and uh, dusting it off and saying, okay, where do we start with this? What's the first mm-hmm. step? Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm helping firms, you know, write, write or revisit them, um, I personally like to see all of the existing content that the firm has. So if the firms are going to do this on their own, I would recommend getting together, you know, either everyone on the team, if you have a smaller team or just the principals, um, you know, create a a task force group, I guess, you know, create a group who's going to be focusing on this, gather all of the existing content that describes your firm. So it could be your about statement on your website. It could be an existing mission statement. Um, I like to look at every single social media outlet you know, if I'm doing this for a firm, doing it really comprehensively, you know, I go on their LinkedIn company page, I go on their Facebook, I go on their house, their architizer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Google them. Um, maybe they've been on your show, Mark. And I, you know, yeah. I, I pull everything that has ever described the firm, you know, in the public space and put them all together. And then I have an overview of what the firm has been saying about yeah. itself. That's how I like to start. <laughs> that must that must be very revealing, right? Because you're you're taking everything that you are communicating to the world in every mm-hmm. nook and cranny, and bringing it all to one place and saying, mm-hmm. "Here's what you're saying. This is your brand. This is what people are saying about you. This is what you're saying about yourself, right?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, "Yeah, that's exactly what we want to say," and sometimes it's like, "Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense." You know, mm-hmm. We're saying this over here, we're saying that over there, and it doesn't make any sense. I would say the vast majority um, are the latter. <laughs> sure, yeah. In my experience, right? Um, because things morph over time. The way you describe your firm morphs over time. And if you have a small firm, you simply don't have the resources. You don't have a full-time writer or marketing director 
on hand to make sure all of your messaging is consistent. Right. Right. I mean, and a lot of it has evolved over the years. Mm -hmm. Some of it's still exactly. out there. Right. Exactly. And, and maybe the stuff that you're talking about today uh, might be good. It might be on point, but there, there might be other things out there that's still on your website or in your marketing materials that, that isn't who you are anymore. Um, and so that first step is to gather everything. And you also mentioned, Zylia, and you mentioned this also, I'm not sure if you mentioned it or one of the other team members in, in the last episode that you were with us, um, is, is uh, appointing a point person. Make, having mm -hmm. one person in your firm, whether it's you or somebody else in your firm, whose job it is to make this process move forward. You were talking about sort of rebranding, and that was, that was one of the, 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 um, the lessons that you shared, is have somebody who's in charge of this. Mm -hmm. Give it somebody's give it a, somebody's responsibility to do this. So if you're going to do this yourself for this mission statement process, appoint someone and say that's your job to go out and collect everything, mm -hmm. right? So once we have this pile of paper and digital <laughs> communications, and we're looking at it all together and sort of analyzing what do we what do we do next? What do we do with that big pile of stuff that we've just? Mm -hmm. What I do when I'm guiding firms is to really just go through kind of word by word and um, highlight, I have them, you know, call out or highlight things that still sound 100% relevant and true to who the firm is today. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a year. Are so you're putting it through a, through a filter process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So get rid of the stuff that doesn't make any sense anymore. Highlight the stuff that matters. Um, and say, okay, collect a pile, two piles. One is a pile. We're going to discard all of that stuff. We're going to clean out the, the, the branding, the, the mission, the mission pile, and the stuff that's no longer relevant. Um, and put together a list and a pile of things that this resonates with us. This is mm -hmm. who we are. This is is who we want to be. This is uh, part of our mission. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support this episode. Let's talk ArcViz technology. Powered by the near limitless Unreal Engine, our friends at Twinmotion offer a fast and easy way to produce stunning real-time visualizations and immersive experiences for your clients. Twinmotion gives you the tools you need to make faster decisions and relay information to your clients in a way that instantly speaks to them. Breathe life into your scene by changing the season, the weather, the time of day, just by moving a slider, immersing your clients in a way that they'll love and more importantly, be able to truly picture themselves in. Why not share your design with stakeholders in collaborative reviews and edit your scene together? There's no better way to get buy-in than making your clients feel part of the development process. Right now, they're running an exclusive free trial. Check it out at twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect. That's twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect to get twin motion for free. BIM can be important for your next project, but it's not the only thing you need for your next project. That's why it's important that 95% of manufacturers who offer free BIM files on RCAT also offer another type of data or information that your project may need. That means 95% of the products with BIM also have CAD files, are in a specification, in a patented spec wizard, or may have product information to help you make the right selection. So stop going to a site with just BIM and go to rcat.com 
to get everything you need for your next project for free and without registering. No cost, no credit card, no email. It's free. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T dot com. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like us. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you could spend nailing a client pitch, designing your next project, or building your business as an architect. From preparing, sending, and following up on invoices, to tracking and managing expenses, to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. So try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section and get more time back to build the business you love. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So now we have this pile of good stuff and we've gotten rid of all the other stuff, right? And maybe we have to go back and scrub all the stuff that's no good, get that out, out of, the, of the mind and thoughts of the world out there. So you have to go back and clean up your LinkedIn and clean up your... Or is that a oh, step, yeah. is that a that's step that's down that's the line? That's down the road. That's down the okay. road, Mark. <laughs> okay, so we're not there yet. We're still in two piles. We have a pile of good stuff, and we have a pile mm -hmm. of stuff that's not so on point. So what do we do with the good stuff? So with the good stuff, um, you just you just put it together in a way that's compelling. You know, I wish I could explain the creative writing process, but I mean, you really, you know, you can have a writer in your, you know, in your friend group, or your family, or maybe yep. there's a good writer on your team, ideally. Um, and just have someone kind of help you work through that. Um, my kind of a very simple outline is basically, you know, what do you do? Who do you serve? Mm -hmm. You know, purpose is why you do it. Why are you in business? And how do you do it uniquely? Okay. So can you, can you, you go through that again? Better. So those, those are four yes. questions that you should ask yourself, right? They're, they're more of, um, um, things that you want to make sure are in your final mission statement. Okay. I like to call it like your, your master mission statement, you know, like the defining mission statement for your firm. Once you gather all the good content together, yep. you just want to make sure when you transform that into a really solid paragraph or two, um, that it includes the following, which is what you do, who you serve, purpose, which is your why, you know, why do you do it yep. and how do you do it uniquely? Okay. okay. Um, so this helps define who you are to the outside world and to your team. Um, and also should talk about who you serve, meaning your target audience, your target clients. Maybe it's a geographical location. Maybe you work solely in healthcare, you know, so you want to define that, you know, yep. do you serve the people of the East Bay area, or do you serve, you know, a certain market type, right? So who do you serve? Purpose is why you do it, you know, your why, and then um, how you do it uniquely. So you just want to make sure that you are using some words and phrases that don't sound like everyone else. 
Yeah, and that's important, right? You mm-hmm. don't you want to differentiate differentiate yourself, right? And so mm-hmm. so those four steps that 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 um, what do you do? Who do you do it for? Um, why do you do it? And what makes you unique is really important. Um, and the and the who do you serve in the build your brand entree architect build your brand uh, lexicon we call that the ideal client that's what we're we want to find who who is that ideal client that not only do we want to work for but we resonate with that this is who we are this is why we're here and there's a there's a segment of the population out there that when they hear that's who you are and that's what you do they feel good they get an emotional reaction to that. And so that's your ideal client. So that's who you should be serving and that should be who you should be identifying here. Definitely. And this is a fun place for me to remind everyone that your mission statement and really all of your content, you know, on your website and your proposals, et cetera, they should be directly speaking to that target client. Right. Right. You don't want the mission statement to be entirely inward focused and, you know, kind of self-congratulatory or whatever it is. I mean, your content, all of your content and messaging should appeal to that exact target client. Right. All of those steps that what do we do? Who do we serve? Why do we do it? The uniqueness of who we are and what we do should all, while you're developing it, think about that ideal client and, and how they're going to react when they read that mission statement. Because that mission statement may be the one thing that gets you that job, that mm-hmm. differentiates you from everybody else. because that mission statement resonated with them that they read that and they're like, Oh, this is the firm that I want to work with because that's me. That's where I want to be. That's who I want to work with. Mm-hmm. So are there, so, so once you answer those questions and like you said, we can't really go through a writing course here, but it mm-hmm. needs to be crafted in a way that that sounds good, right? That, that answers mm-hmm. those questions in an elegant way. And it. You know, it, it's written well, and you have your punctuation right and your capitalization right, because you don't want to make those kind of mistakes. Um, and then, what do we do with that? So we have this statement. We've answered those mm-hmm. questions. Those questions are are clearly communicated. Um, we've we've identified that they can be used in your communication. They can help build your culture. Um, they can they can you can use them in your marketing and your branding. So once we have this statement. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we do with it? Mm -hmm. Um, The first step I would say, once you've developed it in-house and everyone who needs to sign off on it has signed off on it, um, sometimes people want everyone on their firm to, you know, get behind it and sign off on it, which is fine. Um, So once that is done, I would actually have, if you have a close, if you have a client that's you consider a close friend, you know, or something like that, I would actually have someone like that look at it as well Yeah. before you officially roll it out. That's what I'd recommend having someone who is exactly your target client. Um, Again, probably a former client who's become kind of a friend, someone who sends a lot of referrals your way, you know, a trusted colleague, that kind of thing. Yeah. I would have them look at it and also have someone officially proofread it as well. Um, so let's say that's happened <laughs> and you're ready yeah, to roll it out. And that's important because you want to check to make sure that that what you think it is, it actually is. Because right? you're not your ideal client, right? Your right. ideal client is your ideal client. And so you want to make sure that what you're writing here is actually doing what you want it to do. Right. Definitely. 
Um, and so once it's been finalized, it's been vetted, all of that, then, yeah, again, I consider kind of a master bio as the full statement, whatever that is. It could be a sentence, it could be a paragraph, it could be two paragraphs. And then I would have the full statement on your website. So some people use it in place of an about statement or synonymously with an about statement. Some people I've seen a lot of um, small firm architecture websites, they have about, and then they have mission. And that's fine too. Um, you know, you want to put it somewhere in your website. So either use it as your about statement or call it out separately as your mission. Um, so I definitely make sure that the content on your website is updated after this is developed. Then what I do for, um, let's say places where you don't have so much space to post your full mission statement, like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, house, whatever you're on, yeah. I would come up with a sentence or two. So like pull out a sentence or two from the master mission statement that encapsulates all of those important points that I mentioned earlier yeah. and then roll it out and like make sure that it's consistent and um, that everything is consistent across all of your, you know, social media outlets, all of your public facing content. So there's two two different pieces here. So there's the the what did you call the primary? Is that what you said? The primary call it mission? like a master mission statement. Master it's master like, mission yeah. statement, which is which is could be a couple paragraphs, right? It sort of mm-hmm. this describes who we are and and who we serve and why we serve them and what makes us unique. And that may take a few sentences, may take a couple of paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be what it needs to be, right? I, people ask me often, like, how long should the vision statement be, right? <laughs> it should be as long as it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Answer those questions. And so do that. Make sure it res- resonates with your ideal clients. Uh, and then you have this shorter one or two sentence mission statement that then you can use uh, in those places that you need to clearly communicate in a very short amount of time and short amount of space, what that bigger master mission statement says. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sort of a quick summary or a tagline. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a tagline, but that's sort of the same concept. Mm-hmm. Could be a tagline, right? It could be turned right. into a tagline, but it right. isn't necessarily your tagline. Right. Yeah. And yes. So is there anything else that we should talk about and remind people about what do we do with that junk that's out there? That's what I was going to say is, um, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you've done a complete audit of um, all of your platforms, you know, and also just, uh, you know, Google your firm name. And (laughs) I always recommend that anyway, once a year. I mean, at least, you know, you want to kind of see what's out there about you. And a lot of the firms I've worked with, they forget they forget they started a Twitter a few years ago <laughs> and right. it looks worse that you have a bunch of tweets from 2016 and you've never revisited Twitter than just deleting it. You know, I would, right. I would recommend just deleting it if you're not using it because it just, it looks bad to have all these platforms created and they just look underutilized. Yeah. Or just that's good about. advice. Yep. Mm. So, so do an audit of not only what you're saying, but where you're saying it. And if, mm-hmm. if there is a platform that you've used, but it's not active, either decide to make it active and reactivate <laughs> it or, or delete it mm-hmm. and I make would. it so it's not part of, of your brand. Because everything that's out there is part of your brand. It's part of mm-hmm. the story you're telling about who you are and what your firm does. 
Definitely. See, I do a really complete audit of everything. And then also I wanted to say earlier, um, if you do proposals, you know, or if you put together a lot of award submissions, or let's say you have a press release template because you like to send out some news items in-house, um, you want to make sure that the new mission statement is used on all of those as well. So if you don't already have, you know, an RFP template that you revisit over and over, or I call it a text library. You know, I think all firms should have a text library, which could just be a folder on your server, right? Or on the drive yeah. that has your about statement, mission statement that has all of the, um, I call them like master resumes, right? It's so like the yeah. full resumes for each team member, which you then can of course update and tailor for each opportunity but you don't want to touch the master, right? That's why right. I call it like a master mission statement because it's as long as it needs to be. But then right. if you only have room for a paragraph, then you cut it down to one paragraph, but you never touch the master. That's just yep. kind of my rule of thumb. Yeah. You have a text library where all of this content lives. And then when there's a new RFP that your team is putting together or a new press release or yeah, an award statement or even a fee proposal, with, you know, some, you know, space for some kind of like, you know, email or blurb about your firm and why the people should hire you. Um, I would just make sure to roll out your new content to all of those places. Because I mean, from my experience, people forget. I mean, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So That's a great a lot, idea but, though, to mm-hmm. have that folder of these, these are the words we use, right? These are the words we use. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you are you're rebuilding your website or you're doing a proposal or you're teaching your customer uh, teaching your clients and your staff uh, the the story that they should be sharing with their friends and their network and their clients and their contractors right this these are the and that's beyond the mission statement but the mission statement statement is part of that but I love that idea that all of the communication all the words all the sentences the paragraphs it's all there in a folder where everybody can access and say, these, this is the story that we're telling. And this is where you pull it from. So when we want to share our story, this is where we share it from. Mm-hmm. Keeps everything very consistent and on point and on brand. Definitely. You actually made me think about something else, Mark. Um, I helped a firm a couple of years ago develop elevator pitches as well. And so that's something that you can do in addition to the mission statement because... Yeah. I mean, mission statements should be kind of professionally written, usually in the third person, and they just sound different than if, you know, a principal on your team is literally in an elevator with a potential client. Right. You don't say, XYZ firm does this, you know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so that's something else you can actually develop once the master mission statement is finalized is actually coming up with an elevator pitch that sounds more informal, more first person. And roll that out. Like, have make sure everyone in your team knows it by heart and yep. feels comfortable actually talking about your firm in that way. In case they do run into someone, and you know they need to share really quickly what their firm does. Right, right, and that's why the mission statement is so important. Going back to the very beginning of this this conversation, mm. why is this so important? Because this is the foundation of everything else that you're going to develop for your brand, whether it's your your tagline, or it's your proposal, it's your um, your your elevator pitch, right? Is a conversational version of the story you tell about who you are and what you do. It all comes from your mission statement. It's it's that's where it starts, 
right? The vision is the big idea, where you want to go. The mission is why we want to get there. And, uh, and then everything is built off of that. And that's what helps you build a brand. And the brand is what brings in your ideal clients. And that's how it all starts working, right? And that's, that's what CVG does. That's what we're teaching here at Entree Architect. Uh, and this is the start. This is the very beginning of it. So if you're thinking about starting an architecture firm, start thinking about vision and mission statements. If you've already built an architecture firm, and maybe it's not working the way you want it to, right? You're not getting the clients that you really wished you could get. You should go back and take a look at your mission statement because that may be the key to helping you build the rest of what you need to build in order to attract those clients that you do want. And so this is the first step. You can't do the rest of it without the mission statement. You can't build a brand well without understanding who you are, who you serve, why you serve them, what makes you unique, right? All those things are critical to everything else that you need to build. So this has been fantastic, Zylia. I, I appreciate you coming by here and sharing you know, all this information about what it is, why it's important, and the steps on how to do it. I hope everybody is listening and going back to their mission statements and pulling them out and checking, making sure they're, they're on point. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you one question that I ask everybody, um, and it may may be relevant to what we're talking about today. It might be completely different from something that we're talking about here, but what's one thing that a small firm architect should do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Hmm. I'm going to answer just according to what we've been discussing because it's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Is get clear on your target client. That's very good. (laughs) Very good advice. I would really say to do some, some deeper thinking about it if you have never done that before. You know, because I've seen also a lot of firms that are new, they, um, they're reactive, you know. They, yes. they, they take clients based on who's calling. And I think one of the, the outcomes of a successful branding process and mission statement process um, is that your ideal clients will find you, but the key word is your ideal clients. Right. Right. So I think really getting clear and actually doing some exercises like writing, I call it a client avatar. I had explained this to a client this week. They're like, what's a client avatar? Yeah. Um, That's just one way to put it, but it's basically, you know, pick, pick a favorite client you've worked with in the last five years, right? The project was fun. The project um, elevated your firm. It got you a little closer to where you want to go. Yeah, it, it was, was profitable. profitable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was profitable. It wasn't a big headache. Uh, the clients now become a friend. You know, think about that dream client, right? And then write down. They're they're fifty five. They do X Y Z for a living. They live here. They drive X Y Z or they bike solely. You know what I mean? Like, who is this person? What do they read? What do they watch? What do they care about? What are their core values? You know, and just have it be fun. Like just do a, write, write up a whole page. Who is this person? And then um, revisit your messaging and make sure that it's appealing to that exact person. Yeah, yeah, it's super important. Those, that, that's, those are the keys, right? We're talking about the foundational elements of business. These are the things that you have to do in order to get to where you want to go. You can't just hang up a shingle and say, I'm an architect and hope that it works out. It doesn't work out. Let me tell you, I'll give you the short story. Doesn't work out. 
you have to put in the effort and put in the, the hard work to build the foundation so then you can build this strong firm on top of that. Uh, her name is Zylea Burroughs. You can reach her at charettevg.com. That's Charette Venture Group's website, charettevg.com. Um, and Zylea is available to help you through this process. If you want to go over there and, and, and work with her, um, they do services over there, all kinds of services. So check out charettevg.com. Zylea, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do over at Charette, helping uh, small firms be more successful. It is, uh, is a passion of mine. It is an important thing that I believe in this world that architects become stronger business people because that's how this profession gets stronger. And when the profession gets stronger, the world is changed in positive ways. And so Charette is doing a fantastic job over there helping small firms grow. And you're a critical part of that. I appreciate you for that. And I thank you for coming by here today at Entree Architect Podcast and sharing this valuable knowledge. Thank you so much, Mark. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you for everyone listening. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how you could help grow Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, FreshBooks, RCAT, and Twinmotion. For their support of this episode, links to all our sponsors and all our resources that we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. That's you. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. Go there now. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. Ready to edit business resources for architects, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and simple systems. Our new business system program developed for you, the small firm entrepreneur architect. It's all waiting for you right now at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA continuing education learning units. Yep, they are there, they are too. Entree Architect is there for you. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends. Visit entrearchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that, 
then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. And so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.